everybody, this is Eric Wright, the host of the Disco Posse podcast. We have a very special show today. Uh, they're all exciting. They're all special. But this one was particularly interesting and enjoyable for me. I've been a longtime fan of Mr. John McAfee for a variety of reasons. Through early work in technology, uh, through uh, really a, an incredible set of stories of his own life, and his approach to trying to challenge the thresholds around privacy and security and really there's been a ton of stuff lately that has brought this to to the front of mind i was very happy that uh, through janice mcafee his wife we were able to organize pulling together a podcast and this is a sponsor free episode i chose to do that both to respect uh, you know, it wasn't even an ask by John, but more than anything, I just wanted to, to have this be nothing but a really interesting and, you know, a thought-provoking and challenging conversation. Today, welcome, Mr. John McAfee. Well, welcome today, Mr. John McAfee. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, I wanted to start with the, you've been a longtime advocate for privacy and for decentralization and, and stuff that we can do as citizens. Uh, and I think obviously the stuff that we're seeing as of late with COVID and, uh, you know, the world is changing. And w what do you think that we can do? You know, let's talk about privacy. I should just, I'd, I'd love to actually just, you know, if you introduce okay. let's, let's, let's dive in. Okay. First of all, uh, we lost privacy a long time ago. Um, and we're not going to get it back as long as we carry smartphones. That's just a fact of life, people. It doesn't matter if you're using encrypted communications. Keep in mind, encrypted communications were designed to thwart a hacking technique called man in the middle, meaning someone between you and the person you're communicating with is listening. Yeah, okay, it definitely thwarts that, but there has not been a man in the middle for almost 10 years. No need. Um, if you've been on a, uh, any, uh, like a porn site, Pornhub, a few people have been on that. That's a joke. It's the most popular site on the net. Uh, then you're infected. You have you have spyware on your on your phone. I mean, how do you think they make money? Nobody subscribes. It's all free, <laughs> right? Um, how do you think they make money by selling information? Um, and so people will say, "I want you to plant this or that on the phone." Um, if you, for example, if even if you just do um, at a Pornhub.com, looked at it and moved on, it already sets your download unauthorized application flag. If you click one video, um, you are now, you have downloaded a piece of spyware, very short, you don't even notice it, it happens so fast. Uh, and then uh, your microphone, your camera, your contacts, your emails are owned by the owner of that spyware. Um, and sometimes uh, you have 10 or 12 different ones on your phone. Um, when they're listening to you, uh, it's it's very difficult to send an entire voice file without you noticing. Uh, so they use the facilities on your phone uh, to convert the voice to text and to send a tiny text file. It gets lost in the transmission. You can't even see it. 
Uh, same thing with the videos which are compressed. Um, so they're watching you while you type something in. Then if you're using Signal or WhatsApp and it's encrypted, they don't care. They've already seen what you typed in. On the other end, you have to display it on the screen. They're watching that. So you don't have privacy, and there's simply not a way to get it back without throwing away your phones, which Janice and I had done. We don't own smartphones. We'll never own them again. I value my privacy. And also, we, um, uh, we're on, you know, in hiding, uh, have been for eight months now. If we had phones, we would have been collected a half an hour after we turned them on. This is the way it works, people. Um, so you want to know how to get it back? Throw your phones away, which no one's going to do. That is the only way. The only thing you can hide now is your location. Um, and to do that, um, you can stick the antenna on your phone, take it apart, or have somebody do it, um, or get a signal jammer, which jams the, um, uh, the location uh, signal. Um, and um, that's the only thing you can hide, nothing else. Nothing else. Uh, so. What we are talking about now, I promise you, is being watched by half a dozen agencies or people or what have you, because we're on an open communication channel. Even if it were closed, they'd still be watching. <laughs> Makes no difference. Uh, even yeah, I think that's the, the trick, right? Even closed is it's only veiled as closed, right? It's uh, yeah, it's not, it's not really. And and if we're using encrypted communication like WhatsApp Signal, they're still watching. They don't, there's nobody in the middle. Hadn't been anybody in the middle for 10 years. So all those things are useless. There's simply no way to get your privacy back, people, as long as you carry a smartphone. End of story. So no one's going to do it. I give the advice. No one takes it. Uh, next subject. <laughs> yeah. uh, so a platform of freedom, and I think this is what I, I adore about your approach to this. There's so much that can't be taken down. We just talked about privacy, right? We've, we, there is no way yeah. to, to unpack it. No way. This can't be done anymore, I promise you. And if I'm telling you that, if someone knows more about privacy than me, then get their advice. So the, the platform of freedom, right? What, what are the things we can do personally and, and as a group, uh, you know, as citizens to, to, to get freedom and try and, and bring that back? Uh, the first thing to do is, is to stop uh, believing and buying into the uh, the um, nonsense propaganda that's promoted by our governments and by the mainstream media, where they go hand in hand. All right, um, the government is as much controlled by the mainstream media as as uh, citizens are. I don't watch it. Um, it's nonsense. Uh, you know, people ask me, what do you think of Bill Gates? What do you think? Well, I don't have a clue. All I know is what's on mainstream media, which is zero. Um, so I can't, you know, unless I know someone personally, I can't tell you. Um, but we get our freedom back by first um, taking responsibility for from our own understanding of the world rather than letting someone else tell you what that understanding should be. Um, so believe nothing that you read or see on, on television or any kind of media, go out into the world with your own eyes and discover for yourself. Uh, there's no way to gain freedom without that first step. And the next step is uh, once you've seen reality as it is, meaning you've ignored everything you've heard or seen uh, on television, 
um, you then have to have the courage to take responsibility for your own actions. Uh, if the government says, well, COVID uh, is, the figures are staggering, horrific, um, uh, but you know better because you've looked at the numbers yourself from the World Health Organization. What? It's neither, it's not uh, geometric uh, or um, uh, it's simply a, a flat curve. And in fact, if you look at the numbers, it is one quarter as deadly as the flu. Flu kills 650,000 people a year. Uh, and this entire COVID thing, uh, worldwide, it's 200,000. Most of those numbers are inflated. If you, again, look at facts, like the CDC puts out a, um, uh, a, a guideline to hospitals. If someone dies and they are tested positive for this virus, then they died from that virus. Well, I promise you this, if someone died and they tested positive for the flu, you'd get 10 times as many deaths. <laughs> um, so no, we've never done that before. If someone's in the hospital um, uh, dying of cancer, liver disease, um, diabetes, heart disease, and they're terminal, and when they do die, they test positive for the virus, the virus killed them. Do you see the insanity of that? And so once you see, once you open your eyes and stop believing and instead start investigating yourself people if, if you investigated this covid 19 nonsense you go this is nothing and it is nothing and they go well what about all the hospitals that are full are they there are one or two in each of our major cities yes over four but look at the other 50 they're almost vacant i mean uh, they had a uh, a, a thing two weeks ago. Please go out and take photos of other hospitals. They're all vacant and empty. All vacant and empty. So you got to say, no, wait a minute. The news is showing us overflowing. We have the numbers. Seriously. In, in America, three and a half million people every year die. Uh, most of them in a hospital. Are you saying we can, we can accommodate uh, three and a half million, but we cannot accommodate 200,000? In fact, in America, it's less. 200,000 is worldwide. So we can accommodate three and a half million in America, but we cannot accommodate 50,000. See, using your head instead of allowing me to go, oh, it's horrific, and counting and seeing, because raw numbers mean nothing. Uh, 200,000 people have died in the world. Well, why don't you check what the world population is? 7.8 billion. That's one person every 100,000 population. Now, if that's a problem, then you need to move out of your mother's basement. <laughs> so, yeah, better well so said, freedom, well said. So freedom starts with awareness of the fact that you are being manipulated by the media and by propaganda. 99% of the people do not understand that, nor will they believe it. But if you start questioning everything, you will see the truth. Uh, that's the beginning. Number two, take responsibility and say, okay, and then I'm going to act according to the truth, not according to the media. By doing so, uh, you get ridiculed. I've lost over 20,000 followers in the past few weeks because on my Twitter account, I say, I'm sorry, people, this is how I see it. And here's why. And you go, oh, 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 idiot, uh, educate yourself. Um, okay. I continue to say, I'm willing to lose a 20 or 50 or 100, it doesn't matter, or all of them. 
because I will not lie to people. So that's taking responsibility. It takes courage. You're willing to lose all your followers to tell the truth. If not, you're not free. Do you understand? And then the third thing is take responsibility for your fellow man and at least show them as best you can your experience of reality. That's freedom, people. And an interesting thing that I saw on your tweet, uh, I believe it was, it was very recently, you talked about that reminder. This is, this is seasonal. Do you think that, I mean, the, of course the, it is. the risk is this is also an opportunity in a lot of ways, like we saw with the Patriot Act and things that came out of a, of a significant, ah, that it, yes. it basically, it's an opportunity to inject fear in, and then now additional and control. process, right? And control. Like the, if you look into that $2 billion package that Congress passed in three seconds, um, you will see in there are enormous uh, constitution devouring powers given to the FBI. For example, in an emergency. And who gets to define the emergency? The government. In an emergency, the FBI may detain anyone without a court order indefinitely. Now, if that does not horrify you, then uh, <laughs> go back to sleep. I cannot help you. Um, so, yes, it's being used. It's being used for that. And um, I don't know what to say. It, it's uh, wake up, people. Smell the coffee. Uh, it becomes the challenge of sorry, but the, the inalienable rights that are not inalienable as, as, as we'd hoped, right? That's correct. They're in, they are uh, inalienable only if the government says they are. Do you understand? They're inalienable except now because we're in an emergency. They're inalienable except now because there's a virus going around and you cannot give it to somebody else. You got to stay in. No. None of them are inalienable anymore. They are not rights, but privileges. Do you understand? The government gives you your rights as a privilege, and what's given as a privilege can be taken away. No, sir. Look at the truth, people. Jesus. I'm sorry. Now it's uh, it, it's a very and it, it's it's interesting because like you said there, there's risk in in honesty and and approaching difficult topics right because people will they look to the media and and That's even correct. even what is mainstream mainstream by popularity not by strength of truth right <laughs> yes so so basically what happens is if because the truth always contradicts uh, over ninety percent of people's beliefs right. Uh, and if you contradict it, and if it's serious enough, uh, and what you're saying is true, then that implies, oh my God, we've all been fooled. Nobody, nobody wants to accept the fact that they've been fooled. Therefore, you must be wrong. The truth can't possibly be true because it means that, what, all of us were fooled? Yes, that's what it means, people. The sheep, which, which are 95% of this population, are always fooled. And, and if, here's another thing, if the majority of the population believes something, I promise you it's not true. It is wrong. And it was Abraham Lincoln who said it the best, you know, that, that if everybody believes something, it is 100% false. That's <laughs> the truth. Yeah, consensus is not truth. Consensus is agreement. Yes. And it's a very different thing. Yes, and let's agree on what the truth is. Well, no, you can't agree on it. You can only see it or not. All right. When you see it, it can't be agreed to. It is. 
I mean, you can't just agree to the certainty of your own death. I'm not agreeing to that. doesn't sound right. No, I'm sorry. That's the truth, people. You will all die. Whether you agree to it or not, it is the truth. Truth has no uh, variations. It has no um, uh, opinions. It does not have a point of view. It is what it is. The the other thing is the idea of decentralization. Obviously, your work that your research you've done around Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, it's a great opportunity for decentralization of currency. And your so where is that working? And where in other ways do you think that we have opportunities to decentralize, maybe even in government, citizenry, etc.? There you have it. Everything should be decentralized. I mean, we have learned that on the blockchain and decentralization, that with decentralization, things just run smoothly. Um, if we decentralize the government, what if every what if we went back to the Greek concept, city-states? You're a city, yeah. Your government, your laws, and you don't like it. Let's move to another city, all speaking the same language, uh, all, all the same culture, but. Uh, one city says, you know, smoking's bad. The other one says, you must smoke. Uh, one says, uh, sex before marriage is bad. The other says, nah, do what you want. You have a choice, do you understand? Um, that's what we need. A decentralized cooperative system where cooperation is absolutely necessary for everybody's survival. Let's say, one of the cities is in, or one of the regions is in farming country, and uh, they grow tomatoes. And you want tomatoes, but they don't grow tomatoes in New York City. But the farming country needs whatever, I don't know, prostitute two mills. Um, then uh, that cooperation benefits everybody. Um, I'm not saying that that's going to be something we can ever implement, but it's certainly a, a utopian concept. But yeah, no, decentralization is happening to everything. Uh, in terms of cryptocurrencies, who are the beneficiaries? It's not Bitcoin. It's, it's certainly not Bitcoin. It's an old technology. It's got no privacy whatsoever. Uh, you can't put uh, smart contracts on it. What use is a blockchain without smart contracts to give it growth and give it potential? Uh, you can't put distributed apps on it. I mean, yes, it opened the door to a fertile field uh, in which has been planted technologies that were never dreamed of before. Privacy coins, decentralized exchanges, uh, stable coins. The most, they are probably the most um, beneficial thing that just popped out of cryptocurrency. Uh, before them, uh, if the market was unstable, oh, I've got to get out. Why don't you get out into a currency? No more. Uh, just trade those for DAI, please, like DII never varies more than 1% on the US dollar. Now, you don't like to do as the US dollar? I get a coin based on the euro. You don't like the euro? Get a coin based on a basket of things. They're all stable and do not vary. As the market goes up and down, they're the same uh, and have for over a year. So stable coins. Uh, privacy coins so that you get to do your uh, financial transactions in private, not even governments with all their powers can look into what you're doing. Um, and distributed exchanges we have to have because centralized exchanges 
are already under the thumb of government. You go, you must do your KYC. Uh, the implication is if you don't, we're going to shut you down. How do they shut them down? They know where you are. They know you have servers are. You can just turn the electricity off. Done. Over. So they have had to bow to the will of governments, but not decentralized exchanges. I, I built one called the McAfee Dex. It's a truly decentralized, truly distributed exchange. And we ask nothing, not your name, not your address, not your email, not your IP address, nothing. You're totally anonymous. Come in, do your business and leave. Um, now the SEC is up in arms against that. I could care less. It's built up. Its logic is based on smart contracts on the blockchains. Well, except Bitcoin, you can't do it. Um, and um, uh, it can't be shut down. I can't shut it down. Nobody can. They're there permanently. That's the beauty of the blockchain. Um, it is an immutable uh, item. Put some logic there. It's always there in the story. Um, so. The, in, a, the, in a sense, do you think that now this is probably one of the most opportune things because of the financial? Yes, I do. Occurred, I do. Right, this is but a great opportunity, right? It is, but I, I'm not sure people are going to take it anymore, and they're all scared about other things. Who cares about blockchains when a virus might kill us? Uh, here's another thing about that virus: people, please understand the following: if you're under 50, the chances of you dying of this are one in 40 million. You have a greater chance of winning the lottery, for heaven's sake. Um, hardly anybody dies. There's been a 16-year-old uh, infant uh, a month ago. Even that was questioned. But so what? Uh, yet, even if it's 10,000, it's still totally insignificant. Your risks are much higher of dying from the flu. Much higher. The flu does kill 630,000. It's higher than dying from diarrhea, which kills two and a half million every year. Please, people, let's wake up. 60 million people every year die in this world. And we're panicking over less than a quarter of a million. Please, you guys need to wake up. It's the, it's the interesting use of statistics and numbers in order to yes. further See, that's the, the thing. right? They used the raw number. Ooh, quarter of a million people have died. People go, ah. well, let's put that in perspective, Ken. 7.8 billion people on this planet. Why don't you run those numbers? Quarter yeah. million people is less than one in random numbers. It's over 2 million, even including people my age, which are the ones that die. Then nobody under 50 dies. I mean, as I said, it's almost impossible. Even ones over 50 run those numbers, it's insignificant. It's vastly insignificant. So I'd love to hear about 2020. I know you've, uh, you've obviously dabbled in political races in the past. And then I think if nothing, it's at least brought eyes to what's what's missing and what's broken in the system yeah, that's the only reason that's the only reason i'm running i don't want to be president plus i'm in the libertarian party we can't be presidents we're the third they say oh we're the third largest party it's totally meaningless there's only two parties <laughs> sadly that yes. matter and they own the political system no one will ever be able to break into it nevertheless 
my first run was in 2016, my first foray into politics. I came in third at the national convention, um, at the nominating convention. I thought, good God, how did that happen? Um, this, this year, I actually have a chance in spite of my insane existence, in spite of my arrest record, in spite of all accusations. Um, I won the South Carolina uh, primary. I, was, I came tied to the North Carolina primary, and we haven't begun yet. Um, so, good Lord, I, I don't know. And I haven't even ramped up. Plus, uh, since that happened, uh, uh, um, coronavirus came in, and it looks like all conventions are going to be remote this year. Do you understand how that is going to change the landscape of the political process? I mean, listen, I had the advantage there. I, I do three of these podcasts every single day and have uh, for almost a year. Um, I am seasoned at this, and I've got the the uh, studio, I've got the uh, everything. Um, listen, I've got the advantage there. I mean, most libertarians are so uh, technologically illiterate that I, mean, I could, with my eyes closed, probably get nominated. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, uh, but there you have it. Well, and you've you've had seventy four uh, very interesting years under your belt, uh, and and many more ahead. What what would you like to accomplish? that you maybe perhaps have not as uh, so far in, in your life? Yeah, I'd like to accomplish what I think is impossible, uh, given the circumstances. That is, uh, to leave my children and grandchildren and yours and everybody's uh, a world better than the one I arrived in. But I arrived in a pretty miraculous world, even though I was born at the very last days of World War II into a poverty-stricken England, uh, bombed out, demoralized, no food, everything rationed for years. Um, when I reached the age of 12, I was in America, uh, living under Dwight D. Eisenhower, uh, living well under the reign of Dwight D. Eisenhower, the last true uh, president in America that had any power at all. Nobody has presidents on that power anymore. It's another reason we don't want to be president. Um, he warned us, by the way, when he left office in 1960, he said, people, if you are not careful, the CIA, the military industrial complex, will continue to erode the power of the presidency until they become mere puppets and your freedoms will disappear. Well, that's already happened. We didn't pay any attention. The next president who came in, and by the way, the CIA, in my mind, controls America. Uh, why? I know them well. They're my first and largest customer uh, at uh, McAfee Antivirus and then the further on McAfee uh, Computer Security Company. Um, and they, by the way, refer to presidents as transients. That's the name <laughs> how, how apropos. <laughs> how apropos they are, in fact. Um, uh, in any case, um, the next president, uh, um, John F. Kennedy, after a while of viewing them, said, listen, I publicly said, I'm going to dis, uh, disassemble the CIA and, and give those elements to our other covert agencies. Not firing anybody, but you know, we, there are 14 covert agencies in America. The CIA, the NSA, Secret Service, the covert agencies of the military intelligence, and on and on. Um, 
So he said, we're going to do that. A month later, well, he suffered a tragic accident. He was shot in Dallas. Uh, now, people go, well, there's no connection. But maybe I just don't believe that much in coincidence. Um, and now, uh, presidents have zero power. And give me an example. The second Gulf War, or this is the most visible example. Um, the CIA station office uh, in the Middle East said, uh, listen, uh, Saddam is fucking with our plans. We tried to assassinate him. He's too slippery. Uh, make the president bomb Iraq. And so uh, the, the DC station office sent uh, two people who knew the president said, Mr. President, please sit down. We have um, news of the gravest importance. Uh, Mr. President, uh, we've just discovered that Iraq has nuclear weapons uh, and missiles capable of reaching uh, our closest ally, which is England. And we have information that they may in fact uh, initiate an attack within the week. Now, Mr. President, it's not our job to advise you. No, 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 no. Our job is merely to inform you. Well, within 24 hours, the bombing of Iraq began, and we bombed them into the Stone Age. Were there nuclear weapons? Of course not. Everybody knew it. The American public knew it. Europe knew it. Certainly everybody in the Middle East was checking and go, what? Iraq nuclear weapons? It's insane. Did they have them? No. At the end, weren't there. The CIA purposely lied. Now, they don't lie all the time. They merely give you selective tidbits of truth with which you can build any story you want. But tell me, what power did George Bush have? None. None. He was forced into that move because presidents do not make decisions in a vacuum. Not anymore. You require information. Where does it come from? The CIA. Anyway. I could go on forever about this. <laughs> I And I would enjoy, uh, I, and I know we're coming up to our time. Oh, I'm sorry. We have one more question, my friend. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. If we, and I apologize. I didn't want to eat into time. If you've got another recording coming right after this. I, 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 I do. I do. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no worries. No worries. Uh, but uh, if you had a regret, uh, what, what would be something you would, is there anything you would like to walk back or perhaps Absolutely. revisit? Absolutely nothing in my life. Nothing, not even which shoe I put on which foot the first. Why? Because I, I fear it would change my trajectory and I would not be sitting here right now because I am the happiest I've ever been, the most content, um, and certainly the most aware I've ever been. And I would never, ever want to miss this reality that I'm experiencing. All right. I, I must appreciate go that outlook. That is excellent. Uh, Mr. Right. John McAfee, thank you very much for taking the time. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, thank you to Janice uh, for, for setting us up. Thank uh, you, Janice. <laughs> All right. right with that, okay. uh, we will send. And thank you. To thank you, Eric. And with that, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Thank you again to Mr. John McAfee and to Janice McAfee for pulling this together. We'll see you on the next show. Mm -hmm.